With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice, to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m., Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in, and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. What's 
good family? It's your boy, the Summer Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go. Missed us. 
So, family, we got a hot show for you. I apologize for my absence on last week, but we are back with a new series. Yes. And this one is going to be a nail biter. It's called I Pledge Allegiance. I'm not talking about the flag, y'all. But anyway, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, did y'all hear something? I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. Someone's at the door, y'all. Let's see who's at the door, shall we? Uh Uh-oh. Someone's at the door, y'all. The suspense is just getting to me. Who's coming to dinner with Thomas this Sunday afternoon? Ladies and gentlemen, the coach is in the building. He is the host of the locker room with Coach Ladies and gentlemen, minister, pastor, brother, friend, Coach D. We know him as Brother Don. What's good? Hey, hey, hey. What's good, family? It's always exciting to be back with you once again. I'm just really blessed to be here, that God brought me back one more time to sit in front of you, that we could chop this thing up and can give you something that's going to help you make it through. So I'm excited to see what God has in store today, and I'm just ready to get it in. Amen? Amen. I'm excited, Brother Don. Uh, I had an extra week to really rest and marinate on this series, and it's going to bless everyone's life. It's been blessing my life, and it's just funny. And we've been saying this for the last year, that all of us usually is on in the same vein. We're always in the mm-hmm. same vein. We, we're coming at it from a different perspective or a different way of study, but we're always talking about the same thing. So and if now, you don't like the way I go ham and cheese, you can always go to the locker room and huddle up with the coaches, or you could go to the Pastor Say Go show, or you could go to Apostle Forrest Walker. I mean, it's just crazy just how we're in the spirit, man. But I'm, I'm just excited about what God's doing, man. So let's get it in. Let's man. go. So, of course, let's do our comedic part of the show <clears throat> yeah I don't get paid for comedy just saying but I try but anyway we're at 80 degrees now all week brother Don it was miserable it was raining it was cold I couldn't even celebrate my birthday because my titanium was so cold my body was aching and I was just still happy though I was happy But I was like, man, why couldn't it be 80 degrees last week? Just saying. But anyway, it's 80 (laughs) 80 degrees, sunny. It'll be 85 is the high. So we are excited. It's going to be a nice day to go out, have some tea, have some barbecue, all that good stuff. And please, some of us may not be doing this because Texas's mask order has been raised. So most places you can go in with masks. It's a, the business discretion whether they want customers to come in with masks, but I still wear mine. Just saying, we got the shots going on, all this stuff. So, to your discretion, 
if you need to get the shot, get the shot. I'm just saying. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, Brother Dodd, how is it in your neck of the woods? Amen. You know, we are we were really blessed over the last couple of days because they had it forecasted we were going to get all of this bad weather, rain, tornadoes, thunderstorms, but it all missed us. And today we're sitting at a nice, beautiful 75 degrees, man. This this right here is perfect. It's no wind, just the sun's shining, the birds are out, and everything is great. So if you're on the Gulf Coast today, this is a great day just to explore and enjoy because we have some beautiful weather here today. 75 degrees, and it feels like 75. And we missed the rain. We missed all the bad weather. And I pray for those that did get it that was north of us, that everything came all right and God blessed you. But right now here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, we are at 75 degrees, sunny and beautiful. Amen. Amen. So... We had a lot going on in the in our news. We got the volcanoes erupting near where my wife is from. Uh, the volcano, uh, it is pretty much it's a disaster area where they are. Uh, so let's pray for their families out there. Uh, the volcano is still doing little eruptions as we speak. So please pray for the people out there. Relief is definitely needed at this point. So please check all of your uh, social media outlets as well if you would like to donate to the people out there in the Caribbean. Um, It's just been bananas. Also, it is Autism Awareness Month. And I got to shout this out, and I got to give a a big up to my, my sister, uh, she definitely uh, is a strong woman. She takes care of my nephew. He has autism, so it was definitely an awesome, uh, fun day this weekend. They did have a little festival out here in Colleen for all of the parents to, just to celebrate them for the work that they do. It's not easy to have a child with autism, but we praise God for those men and women that go through uh, this every day, and yeah, there will be a cure one day. It's definitely going to happen to you to pray for the children that God can do the miraculous because He did it for me, and I know He can do it for you. So, also, we got a lot of news here, Brother Don. We got a lot going on. We got the Spin Awards coming up. If you didn't know, uh, we did not make it to the final nomination for the Stellars, and that's okay. We hit two years in a row. We were considered two years in a row, and we praise God for the little wins. For us, it's a win. I'm just saying. So, again, look forward to the Spin Awards. We got that coming up, and we got a lot of nominations for different shows and things like that uh, from the network. So please check your social media outlets. If you didn't like our page, please like TPV Radio on Facebook. Also, subscribe to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. So, let me get my shout-outs out the way. It's a lot of news, Brother Don. Man, I'm like, my scrap sheet seems to get longer and longer every single week. Good night. Woo! We're going to have to start going into a three-hour show. I'm just saying. Anyway, let me let, let me stop. Let me stop. Anyway, got to give a shout-out to my beautiful queen, Shanice Newton. God bless you. 
for doing what you do. She's in week six, y'all. She's, she went back to work. Uh, she's a correctional officer uh, by, by her career, and praise God for her. And uh, it's been a long time coming. She waited a long time to get back in. She's in, and she's doing quite well. Also, catch her on her Facebook page at 6 p.m. today. She is going to bling it out. And that's all I'm going to say about that one. So, ladies, gentlemen, it is Mother's Day coming up. So, check out Shanice Newton on Facebook at 6 p.m. And you can hook your wife up with some nice jewelry. Just saying. So, that's what she does, too, as well. So, I got to give her a shout-out as well. My children, CJ Tajanik. Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanae. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And of course, Brother Don, I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. And he's the one that gives me life for me to go ham and cheese week after week, giving God's people a true word so they can be warriors in the kingdom of God. So I got to give love to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and of course to my apostle, Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr., as well as his beautiful bride, Dr. Jessica Walker. New Vision Ministries, God bless you in my hometown of Plainfield, New Jersey. So, Brother Don, I think my rap sheet, whew, geez, look at, uh, if y'all see me online, y'all see this big old notebook, I got a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, Brother Don, I'm done giving all the news. How is it over there in your neck of the woods, Brother Don? Oh, man, we are truly, truly blessed over here. I got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because so many things he's done. And, you know, I'm just telling you this from experience. You're going to go through some tough times. You're going to go through some dark times. But just keep holding on. Pastor Chris knows I've been there. I've done that. But Jesus always shows up, and he's so amazing. He's always blessing. So I definitely got to give him a shout-out. I got to give a shout-out to my wife and my family, my kids, you know, because, you know, they're the reason that I do that. what I do. God has given me purpose, but they are the ones that, I, that, that gets me and keeps me going and keeps me grounded. I want to give a shout-out to TPB Ministries, just an awesome, awesome place. Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi, the vision they have that God has given them, and they've just been really diligent and, and, and long-suffering with this vision, you know, because I was there kind of, in the, not in the beginning, but I was there when it was turning the corner. And even though the enemy turned up the heat family, they stayed focused without distraction. So I just got to give them a shout-out for that. I want to give a shout-out not only to the locker room, but the guys, that, uh, the, the people that tuned in yesterday that were blessed, and the coaching staff, sure. they're awesome men of God. I got to give a shout-out to them for, for laboring with me, awesome men. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, because, you know, we every time we come here, you're here with us, and, and we're just thankful that God has put us in your lives, and we just hope that we can continue to to minister and be a blessing as God gives it to us, and we give it to you. Amen? Amen. So, Brother Don, I, I think everybody else is still asleep, uh, but 
they'll probably chime in later on. So it's just me and you today, and I'm good with right. that. Praise God to all the rest of our brothers. If they're coming in, they might be on still on mm-hmm. their jet, Brother Don, so they didn't make it to the studio yet, or they're still in the limo driving. Hey, you know, we, we don't know. But hey, <laughs> we got, I got to fly everybody in to the house. I'm just saying. But anyway, Amen. we'll get there very, very soon. <laughs> uh, phase two's coming up. I'm very excited about phase two. But we'll tell you about that later on. But family, we're done with all that. We're ready to get it in. We're ready to eat. Today's hot topic for today. Y'all ready? I don't think they ready, Brother Don. But they got to be ready. Here we go. I pledge allegiance. What? Mm. What is he talking about? Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, well, what are you talking about, Simon? Well, if y'all want to know what we're talking about, y'all got to come back and listen to the broadcast because it's going to be a good one. I pledge allegiance. Who do you pledge your allegiance to? Uh-oh. We're going to get in trouble with that one, Brother Don. But it's all good. So, family... <laughs> Strap up. <laughs> Are you ready? But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said! Time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready to walk? To walk? Let's Let's go. Go. Let's go. Let's go.
Work up, work up, work up. Wake up, little slick. Get up out of bed. You was like a couple steps away from being out of here. Thank you for my granny press. Thank you for my partner down. I thought I was finished yet. Jesus told me start again. I will party sundown till days end. Making money that I can't spend. I had a failing marriage and some fake friends. I had to doubt my doubts and let faith in. Was broken. God done brought me out like I was Moses. I'm chosen. Woke up Sunday morning feeling focused. Funny acting. Swipe left, yeah, that's on mama's always capping. Swipe left, yeah, no more drama. Mm, 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 mm. Boy, you know you blessed. Last night was a mess. Uh, God just hit refresh. I've been messed up. Diablo, father trust me like I'm Pablo, Sunday service on the front stoop with a cup of tea in a condo, Tony Evers kicking convo, walking me through my storm, and I ain't grew up hearing gospel, but I got it planned this morning, I done been through this a time or two, I keep going back, but now I'm finally through, I'm like if I was God, I'd be tired of you, but he be open arms like he desired you, I'm like wow, smoking, sipping, slipping, thought I lost my grip, and wow, pulled me back and told me I'm forgiven. I woke up Sunday morning, wait up on my chest. Had to remind myself that every day I'm blessed Cause every time I wake up I get a chance to wake up Thank God I got a chance to wake up Wake up Another day that get my cake up Cake up Cause every time I wake up I get a chance to wake up Wake up, wake up so quickly it's hard to keep up with the leaves because everybody leaves on my birthday Kobe Gigi and seven souls remind me that the tree of life is so uncertain and tomorrow has unpredictabilities as colorful as the smiles that took off that day may that Sunday morning resonate past trophies and trinkets in the ongoing pursuit of more to sober us with the humbling truth my life and your life it's just a vapor. And if what you see is all you see, then you do not see all the rest to be seen. Quickly, we leave. No, I don't want to be all wine skins 
I want your presence, Lord. I'm tearing down strongholds, aligning with the kingdom of heaven. And it's a new season, and I'm flowing in it. I'm flowing in it. You woke me up, you woke me up, you woke me up. I am awake. You woke me up, you woke me up, you woke me up. I am awake. I am awake. I'm awake with you. you woke me up, you woke me up, you woke me up. Falling off my eyes God, I can see and hear you clearly now Obedience is better than sacrifice I was waiting on something to happen I realized, God, you called me to action It's a new season And I'm blowing it I'm blowing it You woke me up, you woke me up, you woke me up I am waiting I'm awake. Walk me up, you walk me up, yes, I am awake.
Okay, what's going on, home team? This your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! or 
evil manner, then he would live and strive for himself alone. Now, what allegiance do you fall upon? Do you fall upon self-allegiance? Uh-oh. Do you fall upon self-denial? Do you remind yourself that if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be where I am? Now, in Matthew chapter 22, now verse 24 explains, For whosoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. When you die to self and follow Christ, he graciously gives you the ultimate in fulfillment as the byproduct, the joy of eternal life and of being affirmed by Jesus before the Father when he comes in glory. And that was the TPV icebreaker for today's hot topic. I pledge allegiance. We got Brother Don in the building, and he's still hyped up over yesterday. I'm still hyped up over yesterday. If y'all missed the locker room, y'all can catch it on all of our social media platforms. We're on Anchor. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn. We're on LinkedIn. We're everywhere. Just saying. But Brother Don... Someone's at the door, and I, I I need to know who's at the door, Brother Don. So, who's yeah. at the door? What's good? Welcome to the show. Hey, man, hey, man. What's good? It's the chaplain. Praise God. I praise my brothers. Bless you, man. Uh, we got this strong relationship going. Bless Pastor Chris. Everybody's busy in the things of the Lord and family and doing what we believe God called us to do, man. And the prisons are open. It's a lot of work. We have not been able to do our rehabilitation work for a year. As you well know, with the pandemic, but we're back rolling, man. And I'm excited. And uh, good to be here today, though. God bless. I'm looking forward to the show. Yes, sir. Well, it's good to have you, Chaplain. Yeah, I know the prisons are back in action because uh, actually my wife is a correctional officer, so I definitely know the struggle, and I know how crazy the hours are with being a chaplain for the prison. That is a very big responsibility because uh my apostle's mm-hmm. wife is also a chaplain for the prison so i definitely can relate but we definitely pray for your continuous strength chaplain continuous Amen. support we got you in prayer we know it can be draining but we but just know that everybody here at tpd's got your back so don't be too scared to call if you need a re-up Cause I'm available, brother Don's available. Here's the text. Yes, Let us know you're doing all right, man. We're all brothers. Amen. We can't be solo doloing. Just say it. 
We love you, man. Amen. Let let's get to work, shall we? Now, this is a very unique, and y'all know how I like to come up with these crazy titles. But we got a lot of allegiances, gentlemen. See, I made up another word, brother Don. So write that in the book. <laughs> See, TPD, we got our own language over here. So if you don't understand. What I'm saying, Brother Don can translate exactly what I was saying. But anywho, let me stop. Anyway, now, if you're living for self, you're not following Christ. Uh-oh. We have lost 10 people with just that one right there. Yes, if sir. you're living for self, you're not following Christ. Now, let me back up what I'm saying here. Now, Jesus' words follow Peter's dramatic confession that Jesus is the Christ of God, of which was followed by Jesus' jarring prediction of his own death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 and 22. Now, Mm -hmm. in effect, Jesus was saying to the disciples, I am not the kind of Christ you may think. Uh Uh-oh. I am not going to fulfill your desires for power and glory. At least not yet. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not going to give you everything you want in this lifetime. I will come again in power and glory. Chapter 9, verse 26. Let's continue. But first come to the where? To the bishop? To the psalmist? No, to the chaplain. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I thought it was Brother Don. No, wait a minute. It says we must first come to the cross now mm-hmm. so he outlined for all for them all in Mark chapter 8 verse 34 it shows that the all includes not only the 12 but also the multitude more than one what it means to be a follower or a disciple. Now, before we examine this important verse, let me clear up another common misconception, and I'm going to lose probably another 20 people on this one. That discipleship is an option for the super committed, but it is not mandatory for all believers. Uh Uh-oh. What is he talking about? Samson bumped his head. Well, let me explain further. In other words, you are like hardship, sacrifice, and perhaps even being a martyr. You can sign up for the discipleship track. You may be required 
to go to another culture and live in a different or even dangerous condition. You will probably be required to live at the poverty level. Uh-oh. See, we now now let let, let, let me pump the brakes right there. Now we got a problem, gentlemen. See, because when God calls us, we've been preaching this thing that all of us is supposed to be living this blessed life, right? We're supposed to have these fancy cars and nice homes, all this stuff. Now, when you become a disciple or a follower or a believer in Jesus Christ, it costs you something. Uh Uh-oh. They don't like that one. It costs you something. What does it cost? Well, sometimes it can cost your own finances to make sure that the kingdom of God is being preached. Now, in our today's society, especially in social media, we like to do a lot of things called Cash App, PayPal, slap me in the face, slap me in the hand, do all these things just to get paid off the people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I lost like I lost everybody now on that one. But there's some truth to that. We've lost the fact that this thing ain't about getting rich. But a lot of people tend to think it is. So in the matter of speaking, we're pledging our allegiance to the green. Uh-oh. We're not truly pledging our allegiance to what the word of God is actually saying because this thing costs something. Sometimes you got to eat Roman noodles. I'm just saying. But I'm not eating Roman noodles, Thomas. You're, li- li- you're thinking little. We are king's kids and all that stuff. We're we going to get into that study later, but he wasn't talking to us. But I'll continue that later on because y'all going to really not like me after we break that down. But see, people of God, the Gentiles, who is he talking to? The mystery, the body. We, in this present day, we are the body of Christ. Now, you will probably have to live in that way. You may have to dedicate your life to go that route. And there's nothing wrong with that. But let me give you the light at the end of the tunnel because he's done it for me. When you do a work from God and you're not looking to get paid, you ain't looking to get cashed up or high-fived and all that stuff, God will supply the need. Capital N, D, need. Now, the once is separate from the need. Now, God will supply the need of your ministry. Let me, let me break it down a little bit further. Now, if you know God calls you to do a thing, right, God will make it available to you to make sure that his ministry, mine, his ministry, is taken care of. In the natural state of things, we make sure that the ministry is taken care of from the finances that we collect. Now, in most cases, some people can't make sense of this concept because they think they got to ask. 
Now, look, if you want to give, that's awesome. I, I definitely will give you a high five if that's something you want to do. But see, who do we pledge our allegiance to? Are we pledging the allegiance to the people that give so we can live in our nice homes and we can do it up and we can say we're living our blessed life and all this stuff? Or are we pledging allegiance to the actual fact that Jesus will supply the need? Uh-oh. So here's the first question, gentlemen. Now, if my reward is in heaven and it will be greater than the reward here on earth, why am I chasing after the green? Brother Dodd, you have the floor. Amen. I think you said it right there, Thomas. You know, the mindset is chasing after the greed. Somewhere along the line, through the false doctrines and the sea of bad doctrines, we've equated greed to blessing for some whatever reason it is. You know, and it just spoke on, I just spoke on this not too long ago, that there's a difference of being rich and being prosperous. And we have to understand that, that there's a major difference there because when you obtain or want to be rich, then that means you inject yourself into it and you leave God out of it. But I want God to make each and every one of us prosperous from the fact that not just money, but anything that we need, do, or touch is going to be blessed by him. Now, I'm not advocating, you know, hey, look, uh, money is bad, money is terrible, you don't need it. No, I'm not saying that, you know, because the Bible says that money solves problems. And, and we do. We, we need certain things to meet our daily needs. But when you get into the mindset and get out of your emotions and get out of the way you view things and start looking at the way God views things, you'll see a big difference. And you'll stop chasing that, you know, and that's why that whole prosperity movement took off because it, it's the ears of the people that were chasing to be rich because they equated money with power. They equated money with blessing. They equated money with, with, with a, as a showpiece. But, you know, it, the thing about it, gentlemen, family, when we allow God, when we just really, and you made a great testament, if that's not your focus, my focus is to please you. And when you make that your focus, things will happen. You know, I, it, when you said that, it brought me back, it, to, it reminded me of Second Kings, um, when Elijah went to the, the lady, the widow, where her husband died. And she was worried that they were going to come and seize her sons and keep them in captivity because the debt was paid that her husband owed. But God blessed her with an oil-selling business that she had enough that she could not only take care of her debt and her family, but she had a livelihood on top of it all. See, because, Psalmist, look, man, think about it, family. We serve and minister to a God that we know can meet every need that you have. How can I sit here and be a testimony to you if my needs aren't being met? 
He wants to come and help meet our needs. But too often we put our wants and desires ahead of our needs and then we get caught up feeling like we ain't got enough faith or have somebody saying, telling us you ain't you gotta have more faith to grab these things. But God promised in his word that he's gonna take care of all of your needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness. Now that's the thing that, that disqualifies a lot of people. They don't want to yeah, see yeah. the righteousness part, and all these things will be added onto you, whatever you need. So the main reason, the thing that we have to check is our attitude as we approach these things, family. That's how we get caught up in chasing this stuff. We leave Jesus out. We put ourselves there. We fall victim to our emotions. We fall victim to the, the rhetoric that's around us. And then we go headstrong into these things, and it's wrong. It's completely wrong. And then we wonder why things are happening the way they're happening in our lives. See, because it's all about being a good steward. You've got to understand stewardship is a mindset before you get it, not when you get it. Uh-oh. So we have got to, we have got to uh, understand that concept before we can get the things that God wants to give us. Amen? Amen. Chaplain, same question. I know you fool, man. Same question. What's the deal with God's people? Why are we tripping, man? My God, my God. Um, boy, man. You know, we can't, we can't be in alliance with the world. You know, we can't be in agreement with the world. You know, I think that's a major problem. You know, we, we if we're going to be children of light, then we have to go against the grain. And that's the faith walk. Right? We look not at things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Things that are seen are temporal. And what is unseen is eternal. You have to have a vision beyond carnality, beyond flesh, beyond culture, beyond government. You know, God's kingdom is, is so so divine and so righteous and so full of love that it takes you beyond the norm. And uh, and I had, you know, I mean, everybody has their testimony, but, you know, we sometimes get a break away from family, you know, because yeah. what was taught in our homes a lot of that stuff is, is contrary to the gospel. You know, so as you become a Christian and God has drawn you in, you have to allow him to cleanse and replenish you and, and be willing to, to make better decisions. And, and now you have to decide, are you still going to go with the same familiar crowd? Or you're going to follow righteousness. You're going to flow with God's people. You know, because everybody needs a house, a place to live, and car. That's not the issue. The issue is you're making all those things your idols. Exactly. That's the issue. You're making all those things your idols, so it becomes that you take precedent over that, and that's not good. Because God needs to be first. God needs to be uh, uh, the centerpiece of your life, so that He can expand His kingdom through you. He wants the fruit of his spirit to be birthed out of us. 
So if everything is material and that's all you want God for, then you're a prostitute. Uh-oh. Because the prostitute, they, they exchange goods for goods with their bodies and their, and their character. They give, up, they give up their lives in order to gain something um, that is temporal. They compromise their standards. You know, they don't live for commitment. They don't live for for intimacy and in love. Everything is 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 about here and now and the flesh and what I can gain and what I can got, get out of it. And that's not the Christian way. This is what Israel struggled with. Israel struggled with idolatry because they started to mingle with the heathen nations of their time. And God warned them to put no other gods before him. And they didn't listen. So they went into poverty, they went into slavery, they went into captivity because of that disobedience. And that's what we see today. People are in bondage and captivity and slavery to the devil in the flesh because we're constantly trying to be like the world, trying to get paid by any means necessary. And God has a strategy for all that, but it's with his word. And when we go against that, we start acting like the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and everybody else. And this is a problem. So we got to think about what we do. We got to evaluate where we are and, and just be honest with ourselves. Because Jesus said this, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink and what you're going to wear and all that. Like the Gentiles, that's what they do. We can't have a mindset like that because we're not like the Gentiles anymore. We're born again. And so God has a new plan for us. But some of our mentalities have not changed because we're not obeying God. We're not obeying God. We're not implementing his word. We're not following him. And we're not with the saints. And I think that's, that's something that we got to think about. Thank you, brother. Wow. Woo. Man, I'm about I know, to I could shut the show down. <laughs> Woo. I could shut the show down just just on that. Just saying. My God. But j- My just God. The, <laughs> just the cosign on that. I think that's yes, the sir. biggest problem on why we can't get to our spiritual levels effectively. Because all of these different doctrines that we have followed, I was guilty of it too. I was big on it, boy. You know, I shared this with Brother Don a couple of months back, man. I used to be, I was the one. I would I would rob Peter to pay Paul just to put my $1,000 seed in the pot, boy, because I know God's going to give me double for my trouble. But guess what? I did get double for my trouble. I had a high interest rate, and I had compound interest on top of what I got just to give to the church and guess what I ended up owing double for my trouble y'all get it later I'm just saying but uh, we, we, we do stuff just to get ourselves into this so called point now this is what's been keeping us bound this is just one of the doctrines this is why a lot of us we have there's a split in the in the body of in the Christ of Christ. Yeah. Excuse me. We have a split. We have the ones that are all about the blessing. 
Blessings and flow. Name it and claim it. Get yours now. ATM machine, God will give it to you. No. L- listen, what I've learned, and I put my st- I'll put my stuff out there because I don't care. I-, I don't mind doing it. See, what I've learned in this walk, sometimes you got to go without to get the blessing. Uh-oh. Sometimes you have to totally rely on God to get what's needed. And for me, I have to trust God fully. I have to. Because I'm not walking like in overflow and all this stuff people are saying. Oh, well, Thomas, you got, look at the animation. Oh, look at all the good, all the stuff that you're doing. It costs you something. You have to be willing to sacrifice just to get the word of God out. Our word that we preach as a ministry team is not popular. And it goes against the grain. So guess what? We're not getting $1,000 seeds. We're not getting all those big time sponsorships. Why? Because it's not popular what the Thomas Voice Radio Network is putting out. I'm going to put it out there. That's why we have to trust in God. That's why every minister that comes on this platform, they have to trust God with what God gave them. It's not my job and put the wrench and put in, and, and twist the neck of, of all the ministers on the platform to give. That's not my place. But see, gentlemen, we get into this thing where we think that's, that's, this is how it's got to be. Well, if you sow into me, Brother Don and Chaplin, God's going to give you the double for your trouble. He's going to bless you beyond your comprehension. See, that's the problem. God's not an ATM machine. Machine, excuse me. He's not an ATM machine. But this is how we're using him. We're pimping God. Uh-oh. Ooh, you get in trouble with that one. But it's true. We get our positions. We got our nice little travel things that we do. Telling everybody the blessings of God and all this stuff. Now look, if you can do it, God bless you. But stop rubbing it in people's face. This is what we do, gentlemen. We on Facebook profiling, styling, all this stuff. There's no reason for that. Won't you teach people how to be responsible in spiritual increase? Uh-oh. I got in trouble with that one, too. We're too busy teaching people how to be prosperous in money. Listen. God will take care of you. I'm a living witness. He will do it. But we have to trust God. We got so busy, gentlemen, trusting in man, our allegiance is to the man, not to the man. Uh-oh. We don't worry about the sacrifice. We don't worry about the cross or self-denial we have to remember we're under grace through what faith and i'm not talking about grace through faith put your lay your hands on your hundred dollars and it's gonna multiply well you know maybe it will eventually 
if you invested right. But see, that's a whole another show. But anyway, <laughs> for those so for those who are on the track of discipleships, talking to leaders now, we have to understand that what we do is not for us. We have to understand that what we do is for the people to understand that God is not what we pimp them out to be. I'm sorry to say it, but it's the truth. We have to be drawn to the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of getting spiritual wealth. Oh, boy, what does that mean? Well, that means you have to have this key word, relationship. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, we talked about that a couple of months ago. Go back to our archives and check it out. We have to understand that we have to have relationship with God. It's not about how much we know. It's not about how many Bible verses I can quote. We have to live this thing. And when you live it, it's going to hurt. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose Pookie and JJ. You're going to lose the people that are closest to you. Why? Because it costs something. Uh-oh. Now, to follow Christ requires a self-centered life around God. Now, the word deny is the same word, Peter's denial, of Christ. It means to renounce or disown. How many of us have done that? How many of us disowned our relate? Oh, I'm not going to even say relationship. Disowned our religion because the pastor said, "Yeah, the pastor said that I've been given in this church for three years. I should be walking in the overflow, but I'm still driving a hoopty and I'm still in the hood." But the increase, my, my pastor just got a new car. He, he, he got a new house. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to put this out there, family, but that, that's what's going on. Our allegiance is based off the stuff. See, we're supposed to be teaching spiritual wealth because when you build yourself in spirit, here's the key, and it ain't going to cost you nothing. When you build your spiritual relationship with God, how do you do that? You read the word. If you don't understand the King James, get a new King James. If you don't understand the new King James, get the uh, ESV. If you don't understand the ESV, get the pastor translation. That's my new translation, by the way. Thank you, Pastor Gene, on that one. But I'm just saying. And of course, the pastor translation, just to let you know, if you want to get it, it only has New Testament only, not Old Testament. So don't don't trip. But anyway... It gives a breakdown on what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to deny our worldly affiliations, but yet we've infused it in the church. 
think about it. We got multi-level marketing in the church. Uh Uh-oh. I'll wait. I'm just saying. See, we we all, Facebook got quiet, gentlemen. We've lost so much in putting stock, making sure that the church stays up. Now, listen, I understand ministry costs. I'm not acting like I'm not oblivious to cost. I get it. But if you manage your money correctly, Brother Don hit it on the head. We got to learn how to budget what we got before God can give us anything. Just saying. But see, we have to also trust in the spiritual economy through the relationship we have in Christ. Not in John Maxwell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all gonna hate me for that one. But we have to understand our relationship with God is the key for us to stay prosperous in the ministry God called us to be in. It's not about pipping folks. It's not about having multi-level streams of income. That's a new thing now, gentlemen. We got to get multi-streams of income, and then we're living our blessed life. What? So how much money do you have to invest to get into these multiple streams of income? How much is, is it costing you, and what's your return? I'll wait. See, this is a hard one, y'all. See, nobody want to hear this word, but it's okay. We have to understand that Jesus was talking about a complete way of life involving and including him living in our interests, embracing the living that Christ has designed and walking in the purpose God has for us. What does that mean? Self-denial. Cosign or what Chaplin said also. Turning away from idolatry of self-centeredness and every attempt to orient one's life by the self-interest of stuff. That's my interpretation. It means to give up the right to control your life and give it right back to Jesus Christ. I'm not doing that. That's what most of us say. Let's keep it real. I'm not doing that, Brother Don. I'm not giving my life up to Christ because I have the knowledge I have an MBA. I own two businesses. How can this Jesus tell me what I need? My allegiance is not to the book. It's to my book, the book of Harvard. Uh Uh-oh. The book of my college, my professor, my pastor, my my multi-level streams of income. My allegiance is in the green and the overflow of the of what the church been preaching for the last 20 years into present day. That's why we are messed up. That's why our allegiances are jacked up. 
That's why we can't have fellowships like we have today. That's why we're all split up in different in different formats and different denominations because we all got our own agendas and it's got nothing to do with Christ. Uh-oh, yeah, I said it. We do everything else, but we don't want to include Christ in what we're doing. We want to make sure we put our own understanding and in all my ways acknowledge me and I shall direct my path. Uh-oh, Brother Don, I got in trouble with that one. You, you we we, we directing our own path. We're not leaning wow. into his understanding. We're leaning into our own. And we're listening to other men and women of God. And I'm sorry to say this, people of God. We are too busy trying to out-trump each other. I'm trying to out-trump Chaplin. Or I'm trying to out-trump Brother Don because I'm the psalmist. And I can do this and do that. So let me go ahead and see if I can walk in my overflow. Nonsense. We are a body. What does that mean? A body has one. Many members. What Chaplin is strong in, I'm weak in. What Chaplin is weak in, I'm strong in. What Brother Don is strong in, I'm weak in. And vice versa. The body has many members. The body can't function without its organs. I'll wait. Let me be quiet. Brother Don, let me be quiet because I'm getting spanked right now. On Facebook, they don't like what, what what I'm saying. So let me pass the mic. So, Brother Don, to follow Christ requires daily death to self. So why is it so hard for us to die? Uh-oh. You have the floor. Amen. Amen. I can sum it up like this to start out with. One of the greatest things that I heard just recently was pain has purpose. Yeah. On the other side of pain is your growth. But the issue is nobody likes to deal with that. Nobody wants to address that to tell people to keep going, to keep holding on. You know, you, you said something that was real Real uh, powerful and dynamic, you know that that you know, and, and I think it sums it all up. Is we want our we we're so worried about our emotions and how we feel about it. We're not thinking about what the word says. We're so caught up in our emotions, and when we get caught up in our emotions, we cannot see Christ. We have to stay laser focused all the time. We talked yesterday about distractions. And we, we talked about it. We didn't get in depth because we, we're still into it. But when you allow yourself to get caught up in the world, and I think Chaplin said it and he said it best, we have to learn that, that, that part of being holy is, is sanctification, separation. We have to, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone, but my focus right now is to follow Jesus. And like you said, sometimes that costs. Sometimes I have to put aside my emotions. And die to self each and every day. The word says I have to pick up my cross and bear it. That means I have to put to death what I think and feel sometimes in certain situations in order that I follow correctly that I can grow. 
And we have to come together. And, and it's up to us. It's times like this. It's shows like this. It's, it's teachings like this that can give the people the things that they need that they know when they pick up their cross, it's going to be some pain involved. It's going to be some issues involved. It's going to be some people lost involved. It's going to cost you a little something. But that cost is minimal to the gains that you receive. See, this is all about kingdom principles. What we're doing, what we're doing here today has an eternal value on it. Nothing else that you see in this world or in this lifetime will have an eternal value to it. And that's what you've got to let resonate inside of you, that I'm doing this for my eternal value. Because there's going to be times in your life where it's not going to feel good. Uh, there's going to be times in your life where it seems so difficult. And I'm just saying that from a place of being there. Because sometimes you say, well, hey, look, following Christ shouldn't be this way, man. It should be, I should be happy. I should just be sitting around singing kumbaya all the time. Everything's good. Everything's falling in place. But there's always purpose in pain. So no matter what you're going through right now, whoever's listening today, what has happened, there's a purpose in it. God does not do anything without purpose in mind. And that purpose is to bring you up, to, to level you up in certain areas. You know, there's certain areas that I'm still being leveled up, that there's pain involved, that there's some dying to myself that's involved in those areas. But I know there's a purpose for it. And we have to understand that it's not punishment. It's not punishment. And I think Psalmist, I think Chaplin, a lot of people feel like when they go through things and, 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 and you know, I, I hate to say it because we might lose some people, but there was people in our lives saying, well, there must be some unhidden or unconfessed sin in your life. Why are you going through what you're going through? No, that's not always the case. That's not always the case. That, there's, that means that something has to die in order for something to grow in your life. And then there's pain involved. So I think that's the reason that we have to understand, Psalmist, that there's purpose in pain. There's purpose there. There's purpose to that cross. And the cross, if you look through history, was a, a very brutal way to die. It was nothing yes. easy about, about crucifixion. It was nothing nice. It was probably one of the most tragic ways an individual could die. Even Jesus said in the garden, Father, if there's any other way I can die except for going to the cross, I'm just paraphrasing, let it be so. But if not, let your will be done. Because it's brutal. And that's why he symbolized the cross for us because sometimes it's brutal. But we have to endure it for the will of the Father. Amen? Amen. Chaplain, same question. To follow Christ requires daily death to self. What is my problem? You have the floor. Wow. Man, I tell you. You know, he told Nicodemus, the religious ruler, you must be born again. And this man was articulate and bright. And, and knew his, his, his good and, and, and uh, astute 
But he had to be born again in order to enter the kingdom, in order to be a follower, a disciple of Christ. And that means if you're born again, <laughs> the old you don't exist. It, it doesn't, it's not as relevant. relevant. It, it's not as important as it once was because you're living through Christ now. So people have to evaluate, are you really born again? Or did you just have a church service experience? Uh-oh. Because if you're really born again, there are going to be changes in how you think, how you talk, how you live. That's number one. Matthew 26, when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, that's where every Christian has to go. You, 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 you're going to get to that place in life where is it going to be about what you want or what God wants? And Jesus, as a carpenter, the second Adam, is in this place in Matthew 26 in the Garden of Gethsemane where he's asking his disciples to pray with him because he's under intense warfare. He has to get to Golgotha. But this is something now that he never faced in his ministry. He's at this crossroad. His disciples failed him, and people will fail you in this walk, but it's not for you to get bitter. Jesus' disciples were sleeping and not playing. Now, he's gone to prayer, and the Bible said that Jesus went a little further and fell to his face. And he asked the Father, take this cup. We get to that place in life, we don't want to do it no more. This is hard. It's tough. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Marriage, kids, finances, my body, the health, all types of problems, all types of tribulations and trials, which are in the Bible that Jesus said we'll go through. But here he is. Father, take this cup. But then his spirit man kicks in like our spirits need to kick in and override the flesh. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And that's where we got to be because it's not going to be easy, church. This will be the most difficult thing in our lives to follow Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. But Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. So when you get to that hard place, your spirit must override the flesh. This is the only way the flesh can die. Because if we're born again, we walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What does that mean? We have a relationship with God through prayer. We have a relationship through God through revelation through visions and dreams that the Holy Spirit will bring to us. We have a relationship with God because we study to show ourselves approved. We don't allow our lives to be dominated and dictated by cable television Uh-oh. and ungodly conversations on the phone. You see what I mean? See, see, this is what I'm talking Every man got to examine themselves now because this is what we do. And if we live like that, we're not We're not following him. We're not mortifying these members. We're not dying daily to the the will of our own flesh. And when God sees that sacrifice, 
something tremendous happen. There is a, a, a refreshing, there's a fresh oil, there's a revival that builds up in your spirit, man, because you are connected to him and you are paying the price. You're paying the price to not to have sex. You're married, you're single. You are forbidden by God to give your body to anybody unless you are married. Now, you can do what you want to do, but that's you. That's not Christ. If you're drinking alcohol, you can do that. But that is not an indication that you're dying daily. That's an indication that you're doing what you want to do. Not that God can't deliver you. Not that he condemns you. He wants you to live for him. He wants to deliver you. He doesn't want you to depend on any chemical substance to live. You can lie. You can cheat. So these are the things that would indicate that, wow, I am dead to myself. Because look at my life. Look at my dialogue. Look at my conversation. Look at what God is doing in my life. I, I, my life is, is, is new. It's fresh. There's fruit. There's love. I can forgive people. Oh, oh that's, that's a tough one right there. I can Uh-oh. actually forgive people. I can actually love them when they don't love me. You know what I'm saying? These are indications that you are born again. You are living for Jesus Christ. And there's nothing like it. But the old man will constantly try to rear his ugly head. This is why it has to be a daily death. This is why it has to be something that we implement and execute every day. Even when you stumble, you got to get up. You got to get up. Even when you make a mistake, you can't waddle. You can't waddle in the cesspool of doubt and fear and trepidation. You got to get up. You got to get up and wash in the blood and keep going. And God will honor that. We got to stand for Jesus right now. We got too many wimps, too many Uh-oh. wimps, too many, too many jellyback men who don't want to make Uh-oh. a decision. He told Joshua, he said, I put before you life and death, Pastor Chris. Blessings and curses. Choose life, man. Run your house as a priest. Stop being a wimp and a punk and a chump and live for Jesus. Glory Woo. to God. That New York is coming out of me a little bit, Pastor Chris. Yeah, God bless tough. everybody. God bless you. We got to stand for Jesus now. We got to stand for him. We got to live for him because he deserves it. He stood for us and he lived for us. He died for us, and he rose again for us. Bless God. Amen. Wait a minute. Somebody's at the door, gentlemen. Let's see who's Uh at the door. Welcome Uh to the show, Apostle Walker. Uh Uh-oh. Hallelujah. God bless you, sir. Amen. Now, I don't know how much of the show you heard, Apostle, but we in some deep water, and we can't come back out. We've been riptide, and the people of Facebook and on Radio Land ain't liking what we got to say. We're talking about pledging our allegiance, and a lot of our allegiances are pledged in the wrong way. And we just had a question on the table, and it says to follow 
Christ requires daily death of self. Now, Apostle, you've been in ministry for two, four, four decades. So, yes, you've seen this. What's the problem with the people of God right now? Why is it hard for us to die to self when we want to get rich and die trying? You have the floor. Well, well, brothers, dying to self, uh, people don't really understand what that is. Uh, even though we say it, they, they haven't really been taught that through the word of God, to die to themselves. Uh, you know, most people, because we depend on people to tell us the majority of the time what it means, we end up uh, taking their advice. And, of course, as I heard you say earlier, Salman, uh to die to yourself, sow, sow your money into me, and no matter if your baby needs shoes or milk or whatever, Oh, God will make a way for you. You just sold that money to me right now. And and that's a wrong approach. So that's what people call dying to yourself. Don't you worry about how you're going to get it done. Because they don't have to worry. Because as long as you give your money to somebody else, they already got, they're already, they're already blessed. So so what happens is, is, it's the ignorance factor that people are not in the word of God. They don't know what God requires. They only know what somebody told them he requires. But until you actually get in that word yourself and start looking up that scripture, and again, it's not that you don't believe your leaders, but you know what? Yeah, you got to learn to trust God. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta learn to trust God for, for what you're doing. And uh, so that, this, is, this is the big problem. Your brothers hit a lot of it. You hit on a lot of things. It's, it's being re-educated to know what is God saying, what is God requiring. You know, uh, some of the things I want to clear up one thing, though. Uh, when Jesus said in the gospel, he that will follow me must first deny himself. That is a premise that does not work today. Uh, it, it will follow you because we're, we're saved. Those people that he was talking to was those Israelites who were stubborn, rebellious. They already belonged to him. And he's telling them, you put your focus on money. Today, we get saved if we're going to have an abundant life. Yes, there's still a denying of yourself, not directly the same way it was going, um, you know, because Israel was his, his chosen people. But we, there's always a denying of yourself. If I'm going to be greater than where I am now, I have to stop putting me first, putting God first, and that's where it all starts to chilling. For 40 years, I haven't always done that, but but I do it now, and I've done it in a great part of my ministry. I give as I can give, and I don't let nobody tell me that what I gave wasn't sufficient, because as long as you give it from your heart, as long as you're doing service from your heart, God honors that. So so this is, this is the problem. We have to get away from man and get back to God through doing some self-application, Thomas, and I'm going to give it back to you. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you breaking it down, Apostle, and the one thing that I can relate to this particular passage of Scripture is the fact that if anyone wishes to come to Christ, right, we hear this all the time. This is paraphrasing. 
You must take up your cross daily. Now, many believers think that to bear their cross means putting up with a difficult mate or with a painful issue in life like arthritis and what I go through every day. That, that's taking up your cross. But your cross is not an unavoidable unavoidable trial that you passively submit to. Now, Jesus says that it must be a daily thing that we actively choose to embrace who? The bishop? No. Uh, the pastor? No. no. Uh, Brother Donald Chaplin? No. Maybe the apostle may be. N- no. I'm sorry. It, you must... <laughs> you must embrace it, your relationship with Jesus Christ. The cross wasn't an implement of irritation, inconvenience, or even suffering. The cross was an instrument of torture and we talked about that now i said this earlier on a couple of months ago now jesus knew who he was he was the he was the king of the jews right he's he's the son of god and um me and he his human side was getting to him i know it was you mean to tell me i gotta die for these knuckleheads, these people that don't even honor me, these people that don't even trust me, these people that have denied me, you mean to tell me I got to sit here for four hours, hang on the cross, die, rise again for them to continue in present day to worship an idol called money? Uh oh. Let me stop. I'm gonna stop right there, cause like we unlossed everybody on Facebook, and we and we unlossed everybody on the radio. But I'm just saying, I just had to make that point. Yes, your pain is preparation for your destiny. Your pain is not a noose. Your pain is not someone that gets on your nerves. Your pain keeps you motivated. Why? Because a diamond can't become a diamond without pressure. Just saying. And I'm going to leave it at at that. I'm dropping the ball. Final thoughts. We're going to go to Apostle first because I came late. But we want to hear the final thoughts on this. Our pledges of allegiance are mixed up, Apostle. Can we give a final thought? To the people of God to get their allegiance straight. Apostle, you have the floor. Yeah, what we got to do, Chris, is we got to keep our focus on the Lord. That's it. Keep our focus on Him and then stay in the Word. That's it. Amen. Amen. Well, Chaplain, final thought. You have the floor. I'm going to need this for Amen. Wow, let's uh, 
Look at the times we're living in, beloved. Perilous times. This is what the Bible taught us what happened. We have to be diligent right now. Diligent. Focus. We got to stay in church. We got to stay in fellowship. We can't do this alone. Yes, we have our own personal relationship, but we are members of a body of Christ. And, and people with this notion, I don't need to go to church to serve God, is baloney. Absolutely baloney. It, it's, it's against God's word. And the kingdom that Jesus is preaching, preached about, and we're, we're representing on earth is going to be full of saints and angels. And so we're going to be a part of a body on earth and when we go to glory. This is what keeps us safe. This is what keeps us uh, protected. We serve one another. We do it God's way. We make sound decisions that are pleasing to God. And we be a witness to the loss. God will be pleased with that. So these type of dialogues, it stirs me and it challenges me. Because I haven't arrived, I'm learning, and I'm a student of the Word. But we have to be very careful in this hour. Because two things Jesus said in Matthew 24 that is standing out to me, beloved. He said, beware of men, of the, of they may deceive you. Then he said, beware of the false prophets. So beware of men that come to deceive and beware of the false prophet. We're in that time right now. And we don't want to be deceived. We should never be deceived. But in order to not be deceived, we have to live by sound doctrine. And we have to walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. Thank you, brother. Amen. Brother Don, final thought. This was heavy today. You have floor. Yes, sir, man. This is good stuff here. And you know, the men of God, Apostle and Chaplain, have been just right on point. You've been right on point, Psalmist. And the theme that I'm hearing is get out the way. You know, a lot of times we put our emotions at the forefront of things, and we can't see not even what the cross represents. We can't even see what Jesus represents in our life. And he's not going to be on the side. He has to be the entree. And as the men of God were talking and reminded me of Joseph and what he had to go through, you know, his, his, his family sold him into bondage. They, they, they wanted to kill him. Now, just imagine if he would have got caught up in his emotions when he faced his brothers years ago. He could have had them put to death. But no, he told them that, hey, God sent me here. There's a purpose while we go through what we go through God has already mapped out our steps And you have to believe that right. And those steps In the same way uh, uh, Chaplin said Those steps may not be pretty They're not all They're going to be They're going to be rough sometimes But they've been ordered out for your good You have to believe that He knows the plans for you Plans of good and not evil See because at the end of the day It's going to bring out the Christ Which is in you and that's what you got to hold on to. That's what I hold on to every time, every situation. I hold on to the Christ that is in me because as long as I hold on to that, I know that there's a plan 
in play for my good. And we have to believe that. You can't get caught up in the emotions. You can't get caught up in the worldly doctrine. You can't get caught up in Pookie and Aunt Bell and what they say about it. You have to go to the Word and see what God says about it. You have to engraft that in your daily lifestyle. And you'll start to see the change. And the changes is not going to be outward. The changes start inwardly first. And once you allow them to, to take root in, inwardly and you see that change, the outwardly will look totally different. The storm is still going to be in there, but I'm going to be sheltered in that storm. Storm isn't going to go away. The, we were told in the word that there's going to be storms, but there's always shelter that we can have within that storm. And that's kind of what we're talking about here today. But you got to get out of your emotions. You can't. You got to put Jesus first. You have to. You know, I was guilty of that. You know, why is being a Christian so hard like this? Why I got to go through this? Why I got to go through? But, you know, I had to stop back and think, well, it ain't about me. It's about Jesus. So once I started thinking in that manner, once I started putting him first and everything, all the peripheral stuff, it didn't matter. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to deal with it. God's going to give me that grace that he's poured out in my life that I could go through it. And he told Apostle Paul, look, I see what you're going through, but guess what? My grace is sufficient for you. You may be dealing with this in your area of your life right now, but you don't know what I've stopped, what I've shut down in other areas of your life. So it ain't really as bad as what you think it is. Just keep moving. Amen? Amen. See, my final thought is this. And Chaplin said it so eloquently. We need to stop being so soft. We've gotten so soft that we can't even fight no more. We got so bougie that we can't even serve anymore. Our allegiance is not in the people anymore. It's in getting paid by the people. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Thomas, you just knocking the church. You just knocking. No, I'm not. The problem is we need to understand where does our allegiance absolutely lie? Are we actually dying to ourselves, or are we dying to what we pledge our allegiance to? Think about it. The heart speaks, y'all. It's scripture. Whatever comes from the heart, it's going to come out your mouth. And if all you talking about is money, then your allegiance is in the wrong place. I'm sorry to tell you, but that is not what God promised us here on earth. Our riches are not here on earth. The riches that we should be striving for is our relationship with God. Now, here's my final thought. A man bearing his cross gave up all hope and interest in the things of this world, including self-fulfillment. He knew he would be leaving this world in a very short time. He was dead to self. Now, 
Taking up your cross is not something you accomplish in an emotional moment of spiritual ecstasy or dedication. Yeah, we get that fire, especially when we get saved. I, I, I remember having that. You know, we, we just get so super emotional. But it's the fire that's burning in you. See, you see what God does. Think about it. He's burning all of that mess and gook out of you. That's why you have that fire. You have that desire to want to go hard for Christ because he's burning all that nonsense out. Once the fire is taken out, you start this process called preparation. Uh-oh. The fire is, has burnt all that stuff off. Now you're exposed. You're dead to this world. Now God has to put his hand on you and press you. What does that mean? We talked about it. Your allegiances of who you down with, who you go, who you roll with, who you pray with sometimes, sorry to say, even where you go fellowship. If your your relationship with Christ is not challenged, You need to pick up your spiritual bags and get the stepping and find a place where your relationship with God is going to be challenged. We got to solve all this smoke and mirrors, all these LED lights, all these concert series, all these VIP seating, all this nonsense. We're pledging our allegiance to the wrong thing. Take up your cross and follow Christ you never arrive on a spiritual mountaintop where you can have a sigh of relief I'm finally there no more death to self nor any shortcuts or quick fixes to this painful process we need to understand that dying to self is never finished in this lifetime. Uh-oh. What do you mean? It's a daily thing. And A.T. Pearson said it best. And I couldn't say it any other way. He quotes, Getting rid of the self-life is like peeling an onion layer by layer. And when you do that, family... It's a tearful process. I'll let that marinate, and I'm going to drop the mic. I want to thank all of you (laughs) for tuning in today. It was a hard word. It kicked my butt. That's why I needed another week just to come on, because, man, I was sitting here. Gentlemen, I was feeling some kind of way. I said, maybe I'm not pledging my allegiance the right way. Maybe I'm selling out. Maybe I'm doing all this stuff wrong. Maybe I'm not qualified to do what I do. But guess what, gentlemen? It was in the press that God blessed me. It was in the press of the challenge that he raised me to do this work. Sometimes I feel like I can't do it. My body say no, but my spirit continues to burn that flesh 
and when I get on here, at least I know I have comfort of knowing that at least for two hours, I can feel nothing and allow God's anointing to flow without me being messed up, restricted, uh, uh, looking from left to right, distracted. I allow the Spirit of God to take control of me. And it feels good to feel the fire of God at least for two hours of your life. I don't know about you, gentlemen, but sometimes when you're getting lit in the spirit, it's the best high you can ever have. So pledge your allegiance to God, not yourself. And I'm done. Brother Don, as always, it is a pleasure to have you. On the show, Chaplin, Man. what's good? It was a pleasure to have you. you were dropping bombs like you was dropping Philly cheesesteaks from Coley Island. You was doing it. So we definitely missed you, sir, and we hope you come back soon. I know your schedule's crazy, but you always have an open door, and we will definitely keep you in the loop like we always do. So, Chaplin, we love you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Brother Don, thank you as always for coming on, for being there. And I thank you, radio family, for being there. Even though it was a rough word, it's going to bless your life. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for another exciting episode of the Psalmist Voice Reloaded. So family, you are more than you think. And greater than you heard. And guess what? When you see the summer's voice, when you see Brother Don, chaplain, apostle, in your shopping centers, even at the prison, even at Pookie and JJ house, even at the church, walk with the kingdom of God. Walk with purpose. Walk with relationship. And let's go. We'll see you next week. Same time, same station. And we're going to go out with tightest showers. We need you. So, family, I love you. We'll see you next week. And I'm done. God bless you. This is for the world. Searching for peace. That we cannot find Yeah, yeah Asking questions Cause we don't know why Oh, yes We all need you To make a way And we all
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 